it's not stupid it's evil and cruel oh my gosh i call that racism yeah it's disgusting yeah. you're not me i'm better than you and that like triggered me because it's like i know i'm breaking out Time to get loud. Welcome back to Loud Talk with Lavi, a podcast where we break down the walls of beauty standards one flaw at a time. And today I have such a special guest. I'm so excited. <laughs> Dominique Baker, please go ahead and introduce yourself to anyone who's listening or tuning in on YouTube. Oh, thank you, my love. Uh, yes, my name is Dominique Baker. I am an Ottawa-based content creator influencer, if you will. I yeah have a YouTube channel, TikTok, Instagram, all those platforms, and um, I'm a certified esthetician as well. Oh, and no. absolutely, yeah, yeah, absolutely love beauty and skincare, amongst other things. Yes, <laughs> of course, of course. So I wanted to start off um, and ask you a little bit about like your kind of journey as a content creator. When did you start getting into the space? Um, did you ever kind of think? that this would end up being like your job? No. <laughs> so I, at 37, my husband, so my husband travels a lot for work. And um, at the time he would go on these three month long missions. And I was really, really lonely at home and his missions would always be in the dead of winter. So um, we had moved to this new community. It was like a brand new community, like all brand new build, build. So there was, no bus service. There were no stores. There was nothing. It was like out in the middle of nowhere. Oh no. So I had like, there was nothing much to do. Like I was pretty much stranded and I was mm -hmm. belly aching to my husband. And he suggested that I start a blog. Cause I do, I was going to all these fun events and fashion shows and I love fashion and beauty. And he's like, why don't you write about this? You love to write and you love photography. How about you start? And it literally took off like immediately. So that was eight years ago. Oh my God. I started in 2015, <laughs> 2015, my blog is styledomination.com. I wish I thought harder about that name. It's so dumb. Like, who do I think I am? I'm not Anna Winter at Fashion Honestly, Week. <laughs> I kind of love it. Like, I kind oh, of love the thanks. name. And um, <laughs> it's funny you say that because I, I started YouTube in 2014. So yeah. I started a year before you. But when I was okay. younger than that, I, I always forget about this because I'm like, man, I was making content since I came out of the womb. Like I was like, literally, always, well, one, right. Like I, my video, my parents have videos of me when I was like three and they're videotaping me. And all I wanted to do was hold the camera and <laughs> like the camera was like bigger than me. You know, right, right. Those were the cameras back then. And I was just <laughs> wanting to hold it to vlog my mom. And she's like, no, like you can't, you know? So that was that. But then when I was like 10, 11, 12 is when I first got Instagram. But the kicker was because my older cousins had it. So I was like, I need right. to get on this app. None of my <laughs> friends had it at that point because we were all so young. But my parents said, you can get Instagram, but you just can't show your face. You can't put your okay. name, like you can't put any personal information, which kind of ironic because I started as a YouTuber like a few years later. So everything yeah. <laughs> was on the internet. But um, I had this Instagram page and I called it my own style. And I posted my outfits every day, but I would not show my face. 
Um, and the outfits were so, like, ridiculous, like, very Disney Channel, layers upon layers, nothing oh matched, my God. like, just... Hannah Montana. Yes, I was <laughs> Hannah Montana. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> and, um, man, like, these outfits, like, looking back, ridiculous, but I grew the page to, like, a thousand followers, which, like... Amazing. Back then was, like, a lot, but, yeah. uh, the page got hacked, like afterwards and I I never got like I could still go on and see the photos and I you know I kind of laugh at myself but Instagram needs to do something about that because I never hear this with YouTube or TikTok I don't hear anybody's accounts getting hacked it's ridiculous I actually did get hacked on YouTube uh last year and it was the most traumatic thing I've ever went through I feel that's my biggest nightmare, that and TikTok. Like, honestly, was... at this point, I don't even care about Instagram. <laughs> right. Because wow, it's like, you I'm can so make sorry. a new one on Instagram. But yeah. YouTube, oh my gosh. I remember the day, like, so vividly. Um, I had gotten up, it was like 6.30 a.m. I was going to school. And uh, in the morning, I would like, this was back when I was living with my parents. And it was a 50-minute train ride to school. So I'd always, like, eat really quickly. And I'd be on my phone, like, kind of, like, working on content in the morning before class. And I'm like on the YouTube app, you know, I I think I had a video going live that day or something. And I was like doing some last minute edits off my phone. And all of a sudden I get like the notification that's like authorize this login, the second, like, you know, second factor uh, authorization. And I was like, oh, weird. So I just pressed no, because it asked like, are you trying to log in from this location? I was like, no, didn't think much of it. Cause I'm like, I said, no, like someone, you know, that happens, but I was like, whatever. All of a sudden I get logged out of my account like immediately and instantly I'm like freaking out and I just immediately go to start change my password because I'm like shit like someone is in my account too late like they changed my password already they were working quick I couldn't get back into my account and then all of a sudden I refresh my uh YouTube page um and one by one I can just see video being deleted 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 what so did they want a ransom did they contact you so what ended up being so I had over at that point I had almost 700 videos uploaded to my channel because I've been doing this since I was a kid and I was just like I didn't even care like at that point I was like I just want these videos because like this is my life you know like I grew up like on this it doesn't even like matter about like the subscribers or the views it's your baby like yeah exactly I've been growing this for at that point like seven years and they changed the name to like apple live event or something the channel and they basically streamed this apple event that was going on that same day but off my channel um and then all the links in the description were to like bitcoin sites so they were using it to scam people um so i I was freaking out yeah that day like i remember going to class and i was not paying attention to class at all like i was just like in full-on tears because i was like you know, my, my group members that day, they like, you go home, like, we'll take care of the assignment today. Like you're going through, like you're grieving, you know, I had friends like drop I am off so gift sorry. baskets, but the so, so, is, so, okay, go ahead. Yeah. I got finally contact of YouTube. This was the hardest thing to get in contact with them. Like I yeah. ended up tweeting they make it at hard. them. Yeah. I ended up tweeting at them after someone on TikTok cause I went on TikTok and I was like, like dying. I was like my YouTube channel, you know, and I got people telling me like tweet at, this Twitter, uh, this, um, yeah, Twitter handle that was like one of YouTube's accounts. And I got in contact with them and then they were like, okay, we'll look into this. They were like, they were, were pretty quick on it. And they're like, oh yeah, we found suspicious activity on your account. And I'm like, yeah, no shit. Like everything's gone. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. 
but they like actually they deleted all of your videos so i couldn't tell if they were deleted or like put on listed because all i could see was they were sure. gone so i was of course yeah. jumping to the worst con like conclusions i did find they were actually privated so that was very nice of that hacker oh. to keep them privated. yeah because um, you lose all your monetization right if they delete them I'm, or private them i'm not sure well like during that like period of time yeah 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 um but youtube did tell me even if they deleted them i'd have like I can't remember if it was six weeks or six months to like they would be able to still retrieve them even if they were deleted oh, oh great. anyways this is good to know yeah we got the channel back and um i obviously changed all my passwords i like ended up closing my bank account then too because like my google adsense is like and i was just like worst yeah, case yeah, yeah. you know like i don't want you know so hmm. yeah that was so traumatic but ever since then i'm like so careful with my youtube channel because i'm like oh happen again but yeah you're okay. right instagram is really bad with that yeah, I feel like, so I, I actually started my YouTube channel about two or three years after I started my blog. Okay. I started, I had an, in, so I had an Instagram that was Dahmer Bomber 77 and it was Love like it. all pictures of my cat <laughs> and, uh, uh, I pretty much deleted all of those and started posting beauty pictures because I started with beauty first. Okay. So I love Chanel makeup. Mm -hmm. And uh, I would go and buy nail polishes. Like back then, I was a government worker. Okay. I was a secretary, a glorified secretary, an administrative assistant. I was making no money, <laughs> no money at all. So, but I love fashion and beauty and I love Chanel. And the only thing I could afford at Chanel, Chanel Beauty, Chanel the store, you name it, was nail yep. polish. So I'd buy nail, yeah, I'd buy a nail polish, um, like, you know, paint my nails, take pics review them on my blog mm -hmm. and then review them on Instagram. And it started to gain traction. I would also, I love perfume. I have like 500, 600 bottles of perfume and I'd review the perfume on my Instagram like seven years ago. And that like people loved that like fragrance does so well. Yes. And it started to grow. I got to like 8,000 followers and I was stunned. I thought that was like, I thought I was a celebrity. Right. Like it was crazy. I was You're so like, when am I going on Ellen? That's how I felt with my, <laughs> yeah. like, I literally, I literally with that Instagram page, I was like, this is going to be it. Like, this is going to be my big break. <laughs> so, so funny. So, yeah, about, so I started my blog in 2015, January 27th, 2015, first blog mm -hmm. post. <clears throat> and then about like in March of that year, 20, March 2015, the first Nordstrom in Canada opened and it just okay. happened to be in Ottawa. So like it, they had this grand gala that was actually uh, funded by the United Way. And my husband knew the marketing director at the United Way because you could not get tickets to this right. Nordstrom gala. It was like such a huge draw in Ottawa because nothing happens in Ottawa because mm -hmm. it's the most boring city on earth. <laughs> and so he got me tickets and me and my friend Katie, another notable influencer in my city, Yao City Style, follow her. She's awesome. Um we went because she's a photographer and I was a really good writer. I was learning photography at the time okay. and people that, that blog post went viral because everybody was like, Oh my God, Canada finally got a Nordstrom, blah, blah, blah. Right. That went viral. And then, <clears throat> um, Tiffany and co the jewelry store was opening yes. up across the hallway in the Rideau center from Nordstrom. They saw the blog post. They loved it. Invited me in store for like a private tour before the store oh opened God. officially opened mm -hmm. so i got to try million dollar necklaces and like all this fabulous jewelry blah blah blah. i thought i had died and gone to heaven because 
I swear to God, I know nobody blogs anymore and blogs are sort of dead, but that blog opened up so much for me. It gave me confidence I didn't know I yes. had because even at the age of 37, when I started, I didn't feel good at anything in my okay. whole life. I was married. I am married to a superstar. Like I've been dating him. I started dating my husband when I was 15. Oh, wow. <clears throat> um, he was always like a straight A student, killed it at university. He was like, you know, one of the youngest directors in his department when he, you know, started his job and like he was a total superstar. Um, everybody I was surrounded by, mm -hmm. which worked in my favor, was a superstar. They were right. super inspiring, but it was also sort of humbling because like all my friends were directors and lawyers and bankers, investment bankers, you name it. And I was the secretary, glorified secretary. And I, my confidence was sort of in the toilet. So I started this blog and I was good at it and brands started to notice and it just like, it really lifted me up. Right. So I oh, continued sure. with it. I loved it. And I would say in June or July of 2015, this crazy makeup company that I'd never heard of called Unique, <laughs> right. they gave me $100 to review their insane mascara. So like they used to, I think they still sell it. I don't know if Unique is still a thing, but it's like a multi-level marketing. Yes. Yeah. And so they had this crazy mascara where I think it was like two steps you, like you put on this weird thing and it's like fibers that stick to your lashes. Right, right, right. The yes, I know exactly yes. what you're talking about. Kind of like Mac stack or something mm -hmm. like that mascara. And um, you put on these fibers and then you put like something over it and just extended it. And it, it, like if you did it properly, like you really needed to do it properly and like be a magician with the stuff. It was right. so hard to use. So I'm like, look guys, like, like, oh, you got to buy this mascara. Look at how great it makes my eyelashes look. But right. oh my God, people roasted me. And that was my first, that was my first like lesson in you really, like, I didn't lie to my audience. I did no. like the mascara. It's junky now. I would never, I'm no offense, unique, but I would never recommend <laughs> it now. But like, I didn't wasn't honest with my audience in the fact that I didn't lie to them, but I withheld the truth. I didn't tell my audience that, oh, this is hard to work with. Yes. You, it's a two-step process. Right. You know, they all thought you just put it on and it's expensive and it dries out really fast. Like I didn't tell them all of that. And that was like the hardest lesson I learned because I got roasted. Mm -hmm. So that right there, I learned the true meaning of authenticity and being truthful and um, what's the word? Just, like just being totally transparent. Yeah, and I, I, yeah, when I started really like that, it was such a hard lesson to learn. And it really stuck with me to this day, like eight yeah. years later, that's when I really started to take off. I really started to be doing like honest reviews. Mm -hmm. Now, honest reviews, I feel turn brands off, right? Yeah. Like I love, for instance, Charlotte Tilbury, flawless filter stuff, mm -hmm. but it does make you look greasy. Mm -hmm. You know, you do have, you know, you need, you need a certain touch with that stuff, but it's an awesome product. And so many of us are like, use this, try this, look at how gorgeous it makes me look. But we don't tell people like the whole story, the whole story. You got to yep. temper that shine yep. down with some powder, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so that really worked to my favor. Like, I feel like back then people weren't even talking about authenticity. Like, if you remember, Instagram eight years ago was 
so perfectly curated oh and it was all filters Mm -hmm. and like like the the junky like filters that are part and parcel of instagram like valencia (laughs) (laughs) valencia oh my god and um you know like totally curated feed like i remember you could get these blue filters so that all of your pictures had like a little tinge of blue or Mm -hmm. orange filters the orange filters like tessa remember tessa She's like this huge Instagrammer, T-E-Z-Z-A. Anyways, she had this orangey filter that looked so good on her, a white blonde. But I bought it and like it looked horrible on me. Like it was such a learning curve. I just remember like the super saturation. Super saturation that made everybody look orange. Um, That was was so in for so long. Valencia was like that too. It just made everybody look like they were stained with like tea. (laughs) And we were all like, Um, yes, this is what we want to look like. (laughs) Honestly. And, you know, I'll I'll be totally honest. I really miss the old days of Instagram before Facebook bought it. It was so much more fun. Mm. Chronological feed, which was awesome. Uh, So easy to grow. Like, you could just use one hashtag. Like I would, I would honestly throw up a shitty picture of a Chanel nail polish, grainy, blurry, nasty, but I'd use like the Chanel, like Chanel, I don't know. They had this, this um, famous color called vamp hashtag mm-hmm. Chanel vamp. And I would gain like 600 followers just by using that hashtag. Oh, wow. And I knew because the followers would be like, oh yeah, I found you because I found that hashtag. I really miss that. Like hashtags are useless these days. And um, it was so much more easy to grow. And I feel like it was more fun. But on the other hand, I also found it very difficult because back then all of us Instagrammers had to book photographers Mm -hmm. and I live out in the burbs, like 40, like 40 minutes away from downtown okay. where all the nice buildings are or right. all the nice white buildings are, you know, like you want that aesthetic feed. Right, right. So, you know, I, me and my girlfriend would pack a suitcase, like a full on checked baggage suitcase full of clothes and camera oh equipment, gosh. put it in the car, haul ass downtown. And we would go to like six different locations right. and just take as many pics as we can with all of the outfits that we brought because like you just couldn't do what we do now no. on the fly Whereas, like, like you know you have a you... photo anywhere you go exactly or you yeah. and me will do tiktoks in our bathrooms yeah like close up that Boom. would never fly yeah. on instagram no, back then no, back then you needed no. like the perfect background <laughs> perfect outfit um, and I wasn't and I on feel, Instagram feel, then, but it was like, I'd yeah. watch YouTubers and they'd be like, okay, shooting like all my content and switching outfits. And like, it was just like, it was crazy. crazy. Yeah. Like we used to, I, I, I'm not lying. My girlfriend had Ray's syndrome and that's where like your extremities get super cold and you're super susceptible to frostbite. Okay. So, you know, Canadian winter lasts like yep. freaking 11 months of the year. Forever. So we would be like out shooting in the dead mm-hmm. of winter and she would get frostbite and I remember I didn't see her for a month because she got frostbite on her fingers right. and I was just like I can't do this I no. can't like just... <clears throat> do you think um because you mentioned like easier to grow do you think as because back then obviously there weren't like there were people on Instagram but I don't think there were as many like creators right it was very like niche to be a creator now yeah. I feel like every second person you run into is a content creator. Um, yeah. 
I mean, obviously, depending on where you live, like, here in Calgary, no one is a content creator, but what I'm saying is, like, everyone, you know, is, like, making their own content, like, everyone who has Instagram, you know, is posting it for a purpose. Do you think that because of that, it makes it harder to grow now because the market's just so saturated? 100%, honestly. Like, I I can't put all the blame on Meta, like, Facebook, Instagram. (laughs) There's a billion... Instagram like uh influencers now and I think it's not even an influencer thing per se it is an influencer thing but there are so many of the same type of influencers and I feel like the way Instagram's algorithm is built if you are let's say a fashion creator or a beauty creator or Mm -hmm. a skincare creator like we are that's all I freaking see like all I see are all I see are fashion girlies like me Mm -hmm. You know, and I specialize in like really girly stuff, yes. really girly outfits, lingerie, bikinis, Which makeup, I love. skincare. Thank you. Thank you. So that's all I see on my feed. And then I I just, I don't know, like it must, somebody new to Instagram, I, I would love to get their perspective on what right. they think of it and what they see. But yeah, I really do feel like why would anybody expect to grow quickly when there's 700,000 of you? Yeah. When there's 700,000 of you that somebody else could follow. And like, it's so hard to be discovered. Yeah. It's like discoverability now. I don't I know, know. If that's a word. It's just, it's just so impossible because Instagram has just so many users now yeah. and their algorithm is so wonky. I don't, I don't, I will put the full blame on Instagram for this. I don't care what anybody says. And I think <laughs> that, like all these people who say, oh, you're not growing because your content sucks. I think that's really unfair Yes. because like, I know my content is great and I just feel like I'll throw up a reel. I'm using trending audio. Yeah. It's under seven seconds or whatever the hell, whatever they want. Yeah. And and I have 113,000 followers and it gets 5,000 views in 24 hours. Like it's, 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 it's crazy. Yeah. But it's not being pushed could, to your followers. Not That's being the thing. pushed. It's not being pushed. And it's like, it's good content. I know it's engaging. Like I had my channel audited. I have like, I do the due diligence to make sure I succeed because yeah. this is my business. Exactly. It's my bread and butter. But I'll, uh, Instagram truly makes it hard. And I really do feel, I don't care what anybody says. They want you, they are a money-making for-profit business. They want yeah. you to promote your posts. They want you to promote your reels. Of course. You yeah. know, like, so why would any, like, why would these people running Instagram want all of us to be successful? Organically. They wouldn't, yeah. Organically, like, they wouldn't make any money, right? Right. So, like, on the other hand, sure, you get lucky. You know, like, I had, I had a reel of just me, like, lounging in a bathtub with some text over it and that went viral and I you know everybody tells me oh just recreate that and I've done it like five times and it just just does it just doesn't it just doesn't hit the same and I I just feel yeah but all that being said I go to TikTok I know what my audience likes just like Instagram I do the same sorts of videos that they like and everything does well. Everything like most things do right. well. It's so I grew to a hundred over a hundred thousand followers in a year. Like mm-hmm. it's just, it's just so much easier. And same with YouTube. Like I'm growing consistently 
they're, they're, the YouTube shorts, the algorithm is so strong. Yeah, the YouTube shorts change the game because, like, long form on YouTube, it's hard. It is like, hard. It's really, like, I, really I, hard. Unless I'm your video focusing. gets, yeah, recommended yeah, on, exactly. like, people's page, which you have no control over. But, like, the yeah. shorts, you know, they're really helping boost um, long form. And, yeah, it's interesting to see that because, like, I've... I've only kind of put effort into my Instagram these last, like, five months. And, and look at how well you're doing. I know, and it's crazy, but I... T- slaps, though. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. But I do see that because I post a lot of the, like, um, showing how, like, your skin or your makeup looks in different lighting, kind of that side-by-side comparison. And I post them a lot because I show them with, like, different makeup looks and different products and whatever. And I would say they all do, like, relatively well, but one post got, like, relatively? over... Like... <laughs> Don't you have a post with like sixty one thousand likes? Well, like my I most thought- like my most liked static post, which I, I never thought that a static post would be my most like liked across all platforms. It's like at almost one point five million likes a static that, like, that, post, which is that is, cra- that is insane. Crazy, crazy I don't even know me. how that I, happened. I'm, I am thrilled for you, Thank but you, I will but like. I don't I think get you're it. Pushing <laughs> static posts. I think so too. Stat- my static posts are doing so well. Yeah. I could t- literally take a picture of my forehead <laughs> and post it to Instagram and boom, 4,000 likes. Yeah. Which is a lot for me. And my reels, my reels are tanking. It's so funny. Like, I don't know. Maybe like I'm, I'm posting some different stuff. Like I'm an Amazon am- ambassador, yes. Amazon Canada ambassador. Oh, and it's so, so like, dangerous I, I, ever since I've been following you because I literally. I'm, everybody <laughs> says that. I'm so I sorry. go on Amazon like, and I'm like, add to cart. Shipped to my house, I to, and I'm like, Dominique. I know. <laughs> I, I work with Nick's, Nick's, yeah. Nick's lingerie, and I visited their offices last week, and they're they're so funny. Like the minute they walked in, they're like, "Look what I got from Amazon." Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Amazon is it's it's just it's literally like a drug. It's so funny, but yeah, I've been I've been trying because I'm so stagnant on the platform. It's so weird. Like, I would say last October I gained. It was crazy, like 20,000 followers. Like something went viral and I gained all these followers. Mm-hmm. It was nuts. And now now I'm losing followers. And I, I don't know what to do. But So I'm trying different things. So yes. I'm doing this outfit challenge of super girly. Outfit. Yes, They're I popping. love that series. But it's, it's so everybody's good. telling me, Lavi, I don't know what to do. Everybody is telling me that they love it. But these freaking reels are bombing. And then That's the most I, frustrating I do... thing. Because it's always the videos you put your most effort into and yeah. you're like, the people will eat this up. And you can tell it has good engagement because like your likes will be like high compared to your views or you'll get a lot of comments of people saying they love it. I have hundreds of comments. Yes. But then it's yes. like, Instagram, hello, push it out. Exactly. <laughs> but my manager, my manager said, you know, just keep doing them. Like, just right. honestly stick with it because they make me happy. I actually, yes. it's like the most fun content that I've made in a while for that. me. And you know, like... Lavi, this is the first time in years that I'm creating content that I'm excited to create. You know, like I love the skincare stuff, blah, yes. blah, blah, but I've been doing it for like eight years straight. I've never done an outfit challenge. I've never shown people my true sense of style either, I which love is it like, so much. Yeah. you know, boot, tits and ass. And yeah. Blah, 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 blah. It's so but, good. <laughs> right. Thanks. So I'm going to, I'm going to keep doing it, but my manager's like, the engagement's really high. I know your views are low but the engagement is really high. Your likes are high. Your comments are high. So keep with it. Like yes. you never know. You no. never and know. And so, people oh. come back for it. Cause like I come back for it every day. I'm like, Oh, 
what's the outfit today? So, and so like, that's what I've noticed. Yeah. I look at my comments and like a lot of these people are like, I love this. Ooh, I wanted to check first thing to see what mm-hmm. you're wearing, blah, 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 blah. So the I real ones will come back. Books. They'll keep coming Thank back. You. Yeah. Thank and you. the thing is like, you have to do that content, like, because obviously like most of us start this off, you know, just for fun as a hobby. And yeah. I, I want to touch on this a bit later, but I think right now a lot of people are entering this space for the money, which is really, really sad. But for us, like, we just started it because we were like, we love it. You know, we didn't see any, like, dollar signs in it. I didn't even know you could make money off this stuff when I I started. I didn't know you you could make money. And I think that's why we are doing well. I think that is why we're doing well. I I swear to God, so many influencers reach out to me and they're like, give me some tips. Help me. I want to be an influencer. I want to make lots of money. I want to travel. I want the free clothes. First thing, stop with that. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, because people can smell that off. Of oh you. yeah. And, and nobody wants to be sold to, right? No, no. Like nobody wants, I swear, like I'm on, I tell all of them this when I'm, I'm on TikTok and I will do a get ready with me video and I will sell everything that I'm showing. And I'm not like, okay, next I am yeah. putting on the, Blah, 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 which I got at Sephora and it's on sale right now. Use, like yeah, if I'm just showing, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I, I'm just like, oh, you know, doing your thing, yeah. holding a rare beauty thing. And I, but I'm not saying the name, like, you know, I check my LTK or my shop, my shop, my whatever. And mm-hmm. I see that I'm selling, like, I think that's another thing. Brands need to pick up on that. You know, yeah. the smart ones will give us a lot of leeway. Exactly. And we or see like, that no- changing over time. Yes. I've seen brands yes. become better, but some are still kind of behind thinking very commercial. Um, Super commercial. Yeah. So I just did. I really had to push back. I'm really pushing back on some of these brands that have really old school marketing thinking. And this brand, you know, like I'm 45 now. So... I think I book a lot of work because black don't crack, right? Like nobody knows I'm 45. No, I think I'm I no younger. Idea. You definitely so, do. Right? Thank you. So um, brands think that maybe by hiring me, people will think that their stuff will make them look like me. Right. But, and then I get the brief. They send me this brief and they're like, tell them you know, or like, like I'm paraphrasing here. Yes. No briefs say, tell them this, yeah. but like, the, the, the key, the key message, yes. the key messages are that this will get rid of your wrinkles and nobody wants wrinkles. And like the older you get, the saggier and wrinklier and sallower and duller you are. And that's not true, you know, like, and, and no wonder, like, most of the women who follow me are black mature women or just mature women in general. And I'm not ever going to say to them, like this will get rid of all of your wrinkles. Yeah. I think wrinkles are nice. They give you character. You're never going to say you need to fix this. Like you need to fix this. Yeah. I get that too. Those wrinkles are earned. Yes. Like, I'm not going to tell some 50-year-old mom with four kids, like, every single one of those wrinkles is named after a kid. That, like, all the stress. Yeah. Is, like, it's part no. of life. And it's, like, a and part of aging. And, like, we should be grateful aging. for it. Because, like, the more, you know, like, it's you, you get to live, like, a longer life and all this stuff. But I Thank totally get you. what you mean. 
Yeah, because I see it a lot when it comes to brands with, like, when it comes to acne products. Because they're like, oh, we want to see, like, a dramatic before and after. And I'm like, well, that's just not going to happen. You know, like, I can show your product working, and it's definitely, like, we can show that it works, but there's no way, like, your, like, one topical product is going to completely, you know, clear, like, this thing that I have, like, that goes on with my skin naturally, right? So it's like... Right? Like, sign me for a year... And I'll use it every day. Yeah, and we can really see. Yeah, and even then, like, a topical product, you know, especially over the counter, like, it's not going to be that dramatic, you know? So I think, like, I think there's definitely that brands that um, kind of get better with this. But I did want to ask you, and let me know if this is a topic you want to talk about or not. But I'm um, an open book. I don't think too much shocks me anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I want to hear your thoughts about like working with brands as a black creator, because this is something like I don't get too much perspective on. And one, I'm not around a lot of creators. I don't have much to like compare with, but also like I'm a white content creator, you know? So I want to hear a little bit about that. And um, especially like your thoughts too on like, do you think, brands have like other motives sometimes rather than like we just yes. like love your content for loving your content. Yes. yes. Okay. So when I started out, I had a massive, massive luxury cosmetics brand. Okay. Cosmetics, skincare, clothing brand. Um, I, I used to pitch all the time. I no longer have to pitch. I'm fortunate enough to have my choice of brands to work yes. with. But back then I was pitching and I reached out to this brand, managed to get their contact information, Mm -hmm. wanted to, told them I love them, want to work with them. I, here's all the stuff that I buy from you guys. And the PR person was so mean and so rude and so clueless. Like she actually said to me, we don't serve black people, not even women of color, not even people of color. Not even like we don't serve Asians, South Asians, black people, you name it. No. We don't serve black people. Just point blank. Can't help you. Oh. Hi, Dominique. Sorry. We do not serve black people. Thank you for your interest. Blah, blah, blah. And like, I don't know if she was like new to the game, clueless, but it hurt my feelings. I'm and so that was one of the first that. instances I call that racism that I had yes. experienced. I am very fortunate to have lived the bulk of my life with not too many racist experiences, mm-hmm. but the racist experiences I have had have scarred me. That was very hurtful. And, you know, still to this day, I don't know. I see them working with a lot of Asian creators. Okay. And I saw them working clothes wise. Or, or actually, no, it was a clothes-wise and men's clone with a black creator in Miami. Okay. But that really hurt me. And of I just, boy, just boycotted them. Yeah. And then um, after that, like, I had a few brands say to me, there's this r- really beautiful, huge black creator, female black creator mm-hmm. in Canada. And, like so many brands would say to me like in the early days I don't think Mm. they would ever say this to me now um oh so and so turn this down so you are our next best pick and I was just like you know like there's not many of us like yeah that's just such a weird thing to say it's such a weird thing to say like 
they think they're being complimentary. It's, it's like, so it's backhanded. Like, you know, it's, it's so like backhanded. To, honestly, it's like going to Haley Bieber and saying, um, Kylie Jenner, turn this down so you're our next best choice. Like, how would that make Haley Bieber yeah. feel? You know, like, no, for sure. And they like, could have, just... like, yeah, even if they were thinking that in their head, they easily could have said, like, we love your content, we want to work with you. Thank you. Ooh. That's all you have to say. You don't have to compare me to this other yeah. person that I'm constantly losing work to. Yeah. And like, I, it just made me feel like they just view us all the same. Right. They view us all the same. Like, uh, me and this other person, we look kind of similar. And, okay. um, you know, like apart from the black personness, but it just made me feel like we are just interchangeable black right. people to this. Like, she friends. turned it down, so we just need another. Like black yeah, we just we just na- we need another like tall, skinny black person with long hair, person whose skin is, I don't know. Yeah. It's almost like they were fulfilling like an acting job, and they had the like yeah. person's description, Check. and yeah. it's like, oh, it fits, good, it fits, yeah. Wow. So I've heard that a lot. Um, I have, I before Black Lives Matter like the June, 2020, um, I would never see a person of color, not even Asian people on press trips ever, ever. And like, um, same with PR events, like, you know, you and me, we go on press trips, we go to beautiful PR events at restaurants and whatever the hell, um, I would never get invited to that stuff Mm -hmm. ever. And, um, that's, that's changed a lot. Um, and then I would say lastly, oh God, this huge drugstore brand reached out to me and I was so thrilled, so thrilled. Like I grew up looking at their ads Mm. in magazines and they were always very inclusive right from the beginning. Okay. So I was just so thrilled when they reached out and they're like, Dom, we love your content. We're going to send you a box full of stuff. And they sent a crate, like huge freaking oh my gosh. box. I'm sure you were like thrilled in that moment. It was like Christmas morning. Yes. Lavinia, I opened this box and it was just makeup for white people. So right then, right then and there, that told me that they didn't actually like my content. No. They didn't actually look at any of my platforms. Nothing. They yeah. didn't know I was a white person. Now, you know what? No. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. Maybe they had a PR person who, sorry to move my laptop around. Oh, Maybe no, they had a P- PR person who messed up and sent me the wrong box. Maybe, yeah. But that happened. that's happened to me more than once. Right. And it's really disheartening. It's really disheartening because I want to feel included. Yeah. You know, so many people here, a lot of people are like, I posted about this today. Excuse me. There's this backlash against woke, the word woke. And everybody's okay. using, everybody's using, oh, not everybody, but I feel bigots are using the word woke to lump all sorts of stuff together. Like if they don't like size inclusivity, if mm. they don't like color inclusivity, if they don't like um, gender inclusivity or LGBTQ plus mm-hmm. in- inclusivity, <clears throat> they just slap the label of woke on it. Mm. And I just, I just feel like, I just, I I use the word inclusivity carefully these days Mm -hmm. because it's turning 50% of people off, which is a really sad thing. I feel like during Black Lives Matter and, um, you know, 
when indigenous um, matters started coming to the forefront of the of news media and stop Asian hate, all of these things, like we were making progress. And then I feel like we're not anymore. And when I say inclusivity, I see some people bristle, but all it boils down to is Dominique just wants to feel like part of the group. Yeah. You know? No, for like, sure. If I see a bunch of influencers that I'm friends with and they're all on a press trip and they're all white blondes or white brunettes, like I'd like to be a part of that too. Of course, yeah. And you know what? My girlfriend who's Asian would like to be a part of that too. Yeah. And my girlfriend from Bangladesh would like to be a part of that too. Jamie would like to be a part of that yeah. too. And you know, my beautiful, curvaceous girlfriend would like to be a part of that too. You know, yeah. so that's all it is. We just want to have friends. We just want to be seen. Exactly. We just want to be included. We just want to feel those same experiences that everybody else has. We just want to know what it's like to be flown to Miami, mm -hmm. to Art Basel, to go to a luxurious dinner hosted by a brand and just feel like we're part of it as well. Mm -hmm. That's, you know? So no, I totally agree with that. And it's funny, time. I I mentioned this to you, I think, when we were in Banff, but you were mentioning the shades and that, like, the brands were sending you, like, shades for super fair people, which is, like, all it takes is, like, look at my content for two seconds and you'll know that that shade doesn't match me, you know? And I told or you, anyone, like... like we were talking about. Yeah, <laughs> and I told you that, like, I late, like, it's happened two or three times, I have gotten, like, the darkest shades in, like, a brand's range. And I'm so confused oh by God. it because it's, like... I'm literally the palest person I know. And like, again, all it would take is like, they click on my video and that's it. You know, like, I'm not even asking them to like, ask me, yeah, or ask, ask me, email me. but like, <laughs> even if you don't do that, at least like get it in a ballpark, you know, yes. but it's like yes. when I'm getting like the dark, like the darkest, darkest shades, um, from a few brands I've had that. I'm just like, I'm just confused by it because I'm like, I don't think this was for me. Um, and it's wasteful. It's it so is wasteful. so wasteful. Like, yeah. I something I wanted to mention to you as well, and we touched a bit on this in Banff, is when brands found out that I was married to a white man, oh. they also wanted to capitalize on that. And right. like, it's not maybe capitalize is the wrong word, but I feel like I got more opportunity. Like use it to their advantage in like a campaign use it or whatever. To their yeah. Advantage. Yeah. Interesting. In what ways, um, if you don't mind me asking? So, so many brands, especially during Black Lives Matter, they they just love the interracial aspect, like two oh. races meshing and getting along well. And we want to show this, like this would be so compelling because, you know, interracial um, relationships are on the rise around the world. And, you know, they want to capitalize on that. But my husband has a big job and he doesn't want he's not into social media whatsoever which I find yeah. sexy and alluring <laughs> and I like they're always so disappointed when I, like I would love Ryan to be a part of what I do because he's hot and I, <laughs> I like I think like he would just photograph so well and right. so good and he's so cute like not cute like oh he's hot but He's just got such a nice way about him. Yeah. Like he's got like, character and like that would be like good for the camera. Well, he's not a big personality, but just mm. the things he does is are very endearing. I and see. Compelling. Yeah. 
like he's just very sweet and I think that would just go over so well but yeah like brands brands I thought that was kind of not weird it was just it is weird let's I think it's weird yeah yeah let's (laughs) it's just like like, it would be so great if your white husband could be a part of this right Yeah, yeah well it's like they're not asking like any I'm sure they're not asking any like same race couples like to do videos together in that way unless they're like a couple's channel or whatever whatever but it's like yeah it's just the the pinpoint and I did want to ask because you mentioned like um during like Black Lives Matter and stuff do you feel like your let's say brand deals during that time like changed at all oh my god um well they changed in the the subject matter let's say you know like um uh, I did a great campaign with Roots and Revolutionaire. Revolution. I met the two girls. Actually, I, I filmed a City Line segment, and they were on with me. So it's these two young black girls, fabulous, beautiful, chic, <laughs> stylish. And they started this great line of, I think, sweats. You know, okay. during the pandemic, everybody's yeah. wearing sweats. So they exploded during the pandemic. They partnered with Roots and grew exponentially. And, um, yeah, you know, like I partnered with Roots for that during Black Lives Matter. I, you know, I was very careful about the brands I partnered with. I, w- I really wanted to work with brands who truly wanted to make a difference, not yes. just, you know, like so many, oh my God. Like I get so many offers from beauty brands and skincare brands. And even after Black Lives Matter and even after like everything that the world's going through, they still don't have, have any people of color on their page. Right. What I know what I notice is they don't even have like this, this one company just had blonde girls on their page, not even brunettes. Like, it's just so weird. Like some brands are just so weird. Like whoever's right. running their social media does not get it. No. Like, and that's what I was going to ask you. Cause it's like, obviously you want to work with brands that like, you know, like I think it's very important messages to spread, but it's like, you want to work with the brands who are truly there for the message. And they're not there just to, like, get their like you know publicity like checkbox of like we're doing good you know because that's like yeah yes. like and their diversity check mark like it's the same with like yes. companies you know like I work in oil and gas and like you definitely see that like in any job applications I apply to they ask like are you like a female like you know they ask those things because they want diverse teams but sometimes you feel like okay am I being hired you know or like am I being asked for this campaign because they like my content and like I'm someone who can represent this community or is it simply that diversity checkbox? Yeah, I, um, that is a really good point. I feel I'm lucky. I get rebooked by the brands that I love, which tells me that they must must like me. Like, you know, as a black woman, I want to uplift other women of color. Mm -hmm. I, it is imperative to me and my soul that I am hired because they like my content, not just because, Oh, I'm black and she's good. Yeah. You know, like I really in this one instance only, I don't like that whole, I'm not racist. I'm colorblind. I don't see color. I want you to see my color. I want you to recognize that I am black, that I am different from you in that respect. But when it comes to the work I do, I want brands to know that despite my color, mm-hmm. my content is good. Yes. You know, I am promoting you because I believe in your product. 
Yes. And I have a compelling and engaging way of selling it. I agree. That's how I want to be mm-hmm. chosen. That hurts my feelings. Like, I oh, don't for sure. want... It hurts my feelings when I go on brand trips and I'm the only black girl there because that makes me feel like I'm the token black girl. Right. And there are so many great black creators in Canada and I still feel like I'm still the only one on brand trips. Mm. So I, the brands I trust, the brands who I know pay a fair wage, the brands who are on the ball and pay you within a reasonable amount of time yes. and their, and their products are good. Yeah. When I talk to their PR people, when I talk to their social media people, I always tell them, oh, and by the way, check out Petite and Bold. You know, check out this other black creator. Check out who, blah, blah, blah. You know, because that's how I got to where I was. Right. Um, Other black creators saw something in me. Other other creators of whatever color saw something in me and took the time to introduce me to brands, to Mm -hmm. give me their plus one so I can go to the same events Mm -hmm. as them. You know, I... I'm so grateful for that, but it's really, yeah, really important to me that I, everything I do is based on merit. For sure. And, you know, I think it's important that, especially for creators, for us to have these open discussions on these brands, because yeah, I'm a white creator, but it's like, I don't want to work with a brand that's like, you know, like leaving people out or um, that have like bad intentions, right? Even if they do love and support my content, like it's important to me that it's like, everyone's included right and there shouldn't be like pick and choosing and that and um i do think there fortunately there's some amazing amazing brands out there that we get to work with and um that it's really nice to see that they like really just truly love our content for what it is um but yeah it's it's just honestly like this whole influencer world is so crazy and kind of like I said like keeping that discussion the influencers open, not, are crazy too <laughs> the influencers are crazy too and like not only discussing like about this but also I'm like definitely newer to kind of interacting with other influencers because I feel like I've been pretty isolated and I've just been doing my own thing for so long um and, and so one thing lucky right <laughs> I joking. guess yeah always look at the right side but um <laughs> I do think it is also really important that we are transparent with each other because it's like at the end of the day we're like all on the same team you know and there's no wow. reason i think you know as as saturated as the market is the people who are truly in this for the right reasons will continue thriving in it and therefore there shouldn't really be this like competition on like oh like i'm not going to tell you how much like this brand paid me or i'm not going to tell you how to get like to this event this event or i'm not going to tell you like what camera i use or whatever right it's like why oh can't we God. just help each other out yes the gatekeeping yes. So, again, Jamie has been so great. We talk money. Mm-hmm. We talk campaigns. We talk mm-hmm. events and PR trips. And um, we just le- have learned so much from each other. Yes. Like, she has helped me rise mm-hmm. up. And mm-hmm. I feel, I like to hope that I have hopefully done the same for her. I'm sure you that have, is, yeah. That is huge. So, yeah. like, right before I started this podcast, I was talking to it's so funny i became friends with this cat influencer on okay TikTok. so she just TikToks about her cat diaries of francesca follower her. she's, a, she's <laughs> like her, her account is so cute so it was so funny so i started following her and just loved her content because her mm-hmm. cat is so cute 
and then I was walking like my parents live like five minutes away and I was walking um my dog in their neighborhood Mm -hmm. and bumped into her I'm like oh my god no way your diaries of Francesca and she's like oh my god you're Dominique Baker you look just like Alice do you know Alice and I'm like yeah Alice is my sister and she lives right there Oh my god. That's so weird. I live right there. She just lived like had no idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From my parents' house and grew up with my sister, but Mm -hmm. never we never linked like connected the dots. Yeah, yeah. So the point of all of this is I was talking to her right before your podcast and she has like two hundred and twenty eight thousand TikTok followers. Okay. And a brand offered her like I think two hundred and fifty dollars for a campaign. And I'm like, Okay. Girl. (laughs) <laughs> she doesn't have many Instagram followers, but she right. should be at least at least charging $1,500 for one TikTok from this brand. I told her, like, I have, a, I have her combined following on Instagram and mm-hmm. TikTok, and I charge $4,000 a TikTok, mm-hmm. $4,000 a reel. And so I was totally honest with her. Yeah. I'm like, this is your first brand campaign. You have like 3,000 followers on Instagram, but mm-hmm. 228,000 on TikTok. Right. Charge at least 1,500. And if yes. I were you, I'd go in at two grand. Yeah, because you know? there's like, the brand's going to like go lower like once you pitch them the, the original price. Exactly, yeah. exactly. No, and, for sure. and I was I was frank with her. I'm like, I I have less followers than you on TikTok, but I charge four grand. Yeah. And I let the brand know. My manager lets the brand lets the brand know if she if Dominique really likes the TikTok. She if she did a really good job with the TikTok. She'll cross promote it on YouTube mm-hmm. Shorts mm-hmm. and Instagram and whatever the hell. Yeah. So so let them know. Like, <clears throat> uh, charge two grand. Let them know that you're willing to negotiate, but stand firm on two mm-hmm. grand. Your reach and your engagement is really high, and yeah, and she's like, "Oh my god, two thousand? Are you I know. sure?" Yes. Blah blah blah. I'm like, "Babe, you have to pay Trust your bills." Trust me. Yeah, that I, I was my her. reaction with Jamie because Jamie actually, when I first met her, she like it was like she grabbed me and she's like, "Like I'm taking care of you." Type thing. She was like, "You're like you're coming home with me. Like I'm gonna teach you what's you know." This is why I love Jamie. Yes. This is why I love like, Jamie. Like immediately. She's so immediately. Honest. Yeah, and she just so picked frank. me out of the crowd. And yeah, I, I'm sorry, I'm refilling this. <laughs> no, so it's honest, all good. And she's so frank, and she just doesn't like mince any words about, no. you know, this brand is screwing you. And, yeah. And and okay, so this this Francesca lady, I told her, you know, not just that, like you have bills to pay, you have right. to feed yourself, you have to charge a living wage. If this huge brand, which is under an enormous conglomerate, like an Mm. S.C. Johnson Wax, they make, they're a multi-billion dollar a year company. They've got the marketing budget. They've got the marketing budget. They're lowballing her so bad. I said to her, think about it. They would have to go to an advertising agency Mm -hmm. and probably pay a couple hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. You know, for an ad campaign. Two grand is a deal it. for them. Yeah. It's a drop in the bucket. So don't feel bad. Like, just just do it. And so I'm just waiting to hear back if they bite. But I'm, I'm right. sure they will. No, I, I totally agree. And Jamie like asked me. Oh, of course. Yeah. Jamie <laughs> yeah. asked me right away when she met me. She's like, how much do you charge? And I'm really, like, 
I've always been super private about like money and stuff, especially. Well, the one this was my first conversation with like an influencer, no. right? Because no, like I, 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 not to interrupt you. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Oh no, all good. I, I will be honest. I hate you know what we should all stop saying that. I will be honest because I'm not lying ever. But um, I, tr I'm very careful about who I talk money to yes. with because um, like obviously people don't get it. They don't get it. It's also very triggering. It's a very sensitive subject. It is, yes. And I, I've been through it where, mm -hmm. you know, somebody has asked me, so another influencer on the same campaign asked mm. me, Dom, how much did you charge for this? Mm -hmm. And I said 4000 and they paid her $850. And she was upset. Of course. And so I don't. Yeah, I and I've been in good. that boat. Yeah, I've I've been right? in that boat many times because like. But I, th I think it's so good that she to talk about it. Found yeah. that out. Yes, because now, now she, she knows for the next one. No, right? No. But does she talk to me anymore? No. Mm. So that's hard. Mon yeah. Money, money, politics, religion. It, it's you gotta be careful. Yeah, it's very hard. And a lot of people will ask me like, "How much do you charge?" Like just in my like everyday life, friends or whatever. And I. I, this I was the even. first yeah this was the first time i had even like mentioned how much i actually charged was to jamie other than like my family because she was like another content creator but for someone who's not in the content creator space people don't get it because it's like when you hear even 200 dollars for a tiktok it's like what well, like as someone who doesn't do content you're like wow you know like i'd be filming this well, tiktok you know, anyways you know this is why alex earl somebody like alex earl gets so much shit right like, yes she charges I well, I don't know what she charges. I don't know, yeah. But but um, you know, marketing experts are mm -hmm. assuming she's making anywhere like up to seventy grand for one video, one ad, yeah. And, and good, good for freaking her. You yeah. make that money. Like that is my mindset. I am trying to. I, women have been so conditioned to not talk about money, mm -hmm. be ashamed about making money, um, and not negotiate either. Money not negotiating no we whatever we're offered that's what we take and we're like even the, oh, like thank, I, thank you so much you know thank yeah. you so much for even like offering this this amount of money like we're so scared to negotiate and actually oftentimes like when i do get something where i'm like oh i should negotiate this i'll like get my boyfriend to like draft up what i should say because i have a really hard time asking for more especially from brands that i love and cherish because this is the hard thing is because this all started out as such a hobby for me you know so it's like when this brand that i'm like i've been obsessed with as a kid like 13 year old lavinia is like take it take it like they can give you crumbs just take it right but it's like yeah. i gotta take a step back and be like okay like i have a hectic schedule like i can't be like lowballed like this because i know my worth you know so it's, yes. it's hard it's and, hard and they're gonna turn around and ask somebody with more of a backbone and right that person who's stronger and more confident will be like no this is it or i'm out or i'm out yeah or i'm out so i just i just feel like what really hit home for me was that you know i'm my manager i was absolutely stressed absolutely mm. stressed i had brand deals like coming at me left right and center which is a great problem mm -hmm. to have. yes <laughs> but i was running myself absolutely ragged I was literally crying as I was making content because I was so tired mm -hmm. and out of ideas. Mm -hmm. And so what she did is when I signed on with her, she like quadrupled my rate. Mm -hmm. I was charging 
yeah, I was charging two fifty an Instagram post, two hundred fifty dollars. Mm-hmm. I can't even believe that. Mm-hmm. Like, like I have shoes that cost like five hundred times more than that. <laughs> <laughs> I love my life. I'm just joking, but she like when she when she signed me, I think I was at twenty thousand followers, and she just automatically raised my rate from two fifty to fifteen hundred dollars a post. Okay, like just a static Instagram post. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Hang on two seconds. No worries. Ryan, Ryan, would you mind? The dog is hungry. Would you? Oh, thank you. I didn't know you were there. Anyways, uh, so she like started charging $1,500, $2,000 a post. And I was like, oh, no, Debbie, don't do that. Like the brand's never going to want to work with me. That's yes. too much. Like, you think they're going to deny you. Yeah. Yes. It's like, how would I, I ask like, for this? No. They're going to look at me like I'm like crazy. Like I'm crazy. Yes. And they're never going to want to work with me again. And she's like, hush, child. Hush, child. <laughs> Let and me do sure it. <laughs> sure enough. Sure enough. And Debbie's so funny. Like she is such a business, like such a business mind. Mm. Every time now, every time like she puts my rate forth, right. and the brand's like, okay, great, we'll sign her. She's like, God damn it, we should have gone in yes. for more money. Yes, when they're like, that's perfect. <laughs> that's like perfect. that's amazing. You more. Yes, you and you always more. know for next time. Exactly. So, but what really hit home for me, the point of all of this was, she said to me, Dom, you are crying every day. You are stressed out. You're not eating. You're no longer exercising. You're not doing any of the things you love because you're run off your feet and you're depressed. If I charge more, that will allow you to not only make more money, but mm-hmm. you'll be able to work less and mm-hmm. get a better life, like work-life balance. Yes. And she's absolutely right. Lavinia, I would, I, okay, I had such an old computer. Mm-hmm. So I was editing all of my Instagram photos on the old computer using right. Lightroom. It okay. would take 45 minutes to export to ex- that <laughs> photos. It was yeah. horrible. It would take a day to export a video to YouTube. And I was just dying mm-hmm. and stressed and all of that. And when she started charging more money, I could replace my computer. Yes. I could replace all of my, all of my equipment. So my content therefore got better. I could charge right. even more money. Blah 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 blah. People need to think critically. Yes. About how they operate their business. Yeah. And I think you know we are blessed to be in this industry for sure. But I think the misconception is if I were to say, oh, I charge, let's just put a number out there, four grand for a TikTok, right? Like you mentioned, to like, and people see me post two TikToks a day, so they're like, you're making like eight grand a day. It's like no. You know, like not you do a sponsored post like very spread out, you know, it's not yeah. every single piece of content. So yes. that's why I, I, I struggle speaking like numbers like this with people who aren't in the content creator space because they don't see all the behind the scenes. And it's like, yeah. you know, w- like one out of every maybe 20 videos is a sponsored post or whatever it is. Right. So it's like you have to yes. put that into perspective. And yes. also back to like the knowing your worth, it's like. Yeah, you know your worth, but you really don't know how much you're worth until you have those conversations. Exactly, because it's not a defined industry no. like every everything else. You I think can't it Google be. it. I think it will be too, exactly. but you can't Google it. Like as a as a project It'll engineer, eventually. yeah, yes. like I do that full time, and I can very easily like when I got my job offer, I saw the the salary I was getting, and I'm like, yep, this is very much in competitive market. Boom, yes, I'm good with this, you yes. know. But like in the content creator space you have no idea unless like us creators talk about it and are transparent with each other 
anything creative, anything in the arts, like yes. there's not this like playbook for what we no. do, right? And there most certainly isn't like that was that was kind of jarring. Like when I left government, um, mm. government's so transparent, right? Yeah, like, it's all out go, there. You can go online and yeah. Google, oh, what does a project manager make in yep. and so, you see such it all. and such a department yep. and you see it all. But like you said, there's nothing for that. I think it's getting better now. Yes. Um, now there's some resources that can better tell you what to charge for whitelisting mm-hmm. and exclusivity and brand posts. But it wasn't always the case. And and people who aren't in the creator space, like they don't get it, right? Like no. they don't, um, like you said... I love designer stuff. It's like Mm. one of the things I specialize in when they saw me start to roll up with Chanel bags and this and that they're like, people assume all sorts of things about you, but I had to work hard for this. I had to charge more money so that I could afford this. Mm -hmm. Um, I have to be strategic about the brands I work Mm -hmm. with so that I can take that next step and grow further and blah, blah, blah. Like, I, I don't know, like people, shit all over us because they think we're flaky bimbos right and, and what we do doesn't matter I, yeah I, I feel we're the hardest working people out there i'm constantly working yeah no and there's no break and for me like I've, I've talked about this online before but i i definitely feel like sometimes i am living that hannah montana life because by day like i work a regular nine to five i get up like i usually go into work around seven like get up oh sit God. at my desk like do all that and then I like do my content I usually film before work and then I like edit and do all that and like podcast stuff after um how do you like how do you structure <laughs> your day because I need an assistant desperately like Jamie must be so sick of me complaining about this I right. am swamped so I went to the vet today to get this guy some food <laughs> and I sat in the parking lot for 45 minutes editing that mm-hmm. Amazon travel mm. finds real that I just mm-hmm. threw up that's another thing you know like I just I like check this thing it's like at 7,000 views I put it up an hour ago that's good for me I put my heart and soul into an outfit post and it gets like two views and yeah nobody cares. of course but, yeah like I I just um I don't know how you do it like I love YouTube and long-form content sucking or not it's still, I feel, it's the my most favorite. valuable platform. Yeah, and it's my it's favorite to biggest. do. It's my favorite. I agree. I agree. I love, it's so creative. Yeah, and, and it's relaxing YouTube. too because you like, you're not like, I feel like with TikTok sometimes I'm watching that stupid little timer and I'm like, like, you better not end. I mean, you better not cut me off, right? Me. Whereas like, a skincare TikTok yeah, and, and like, like YouTube, you can just really sit there and you're just like talking to the camera. You're just relaxing. You're just letting the minutes roll by. And then you can be creative with the editing. It's just so, so much I fun. It's very it. storytelling. Yeah, I love it too. I, I will I, always be a YouTuber at heart and I'll always post on there. Even if it gets two views, I don't care. I'm always posting oh a YouTube God. video. I love it. You know, my manager said the same thing to me. Like, you have a hard decision to make. Like, you tell me all the time you love YouTube and blah 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 and and my YouTube has such great engagement but I just don't focus on it because it Mm. takes me too long to edit and therefore I focus on Instagram the most the platform I hate the most and I just honestly like the biggest thing that really helped me and like a lot of people ask me like how do you do it all whatever like I've always been super busy and I I always say like I thrive off stress in a way but it's really just like a great brother Yes, yeah, so my brother does edit all my YouTube videos, all 
like podcast related stuff he does edit that and that was like a huge help because now all i do for youtube is film it and that's my favorite part of it is just filming it and then after that it just gets handed off to him fair enough yeah whereas like i used to really like the editing but like now like i just can't prioritize that you know like i wouldn't youtube video would go up once a month and i post once a week at this rate so um an editor is definitely the thing that helped me the most but going back to like the whole nine to five thing like i do that full time then i also do content creating full time so i see both sides of it and i understand i understand both perspectives because it's like being a content creator and like working for yourself is such a gift and it's definitely a luxury because you can structure your time it is a more luxurious job you know like you're opening pr and you're getting to go on all these like to these events and working with brands like it is really an amazing amazing job and i love it and obviously like i started doing this on zero money for probably six years making no money just putting money into it right so like it's definitely something like to be able to make money off of it is such a blessing but it is also hard work and i think it's not like it's not that it's like physically exhausting like a labor job or it's not like in the office it's very mental and in a different way like in the office i'll get like mentally drained just because like you're sitting in a desk like staring at a computer all day whatever but with content it's like it never stops you never like there's never a time to like turn off like i finish work around like 4 35 i close my laptop and i go back to work the next morning i don't think about it in the evening i have my weekends whereas like you don't even think sometimes with content that you're working like you almost gaslight yourself into being like oh i'll just like do one more thing like i'll just really quick like you know i am writing that down that is so that you hit the nail on the head you're gaslighting you are and like sometimes i catch myself with it because like any especially because i'm so busy every free moment i have i'm like let me just edit this real quick let me get this next video ready let me just work on this static post blah 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 i can go on all day about it but it's like you really like it's hard to stop yourself when you are self-run and when it is your own baby because no one's telling you to go home at the end of the day no one like you know you're not working for anyone else but yourself so you have to like boundaries yes yes and it's like your husband holds me accountable yes and it's like I can do better I can work more I can do because you're like I have this time I can use it right and especially for me what I struggle with is because I have limited time that I can work on content which are my evenings and weekends because I have another job it's like I really try to squeeze in like every second you know um so like it's definitely really important to like set those boundaries as much as you can Um, how do you manage your me time you know like how Mm -hmm. do you do you have time to yourself i think like do non-creator things honestly like my me time does usually consist of like something that is content related but i feel like the benefit is like so often i know and the thing is i just i really love it i really really love it and like although like yeah like sometimes it does get stressful especially like when i'm just filming like a get ready with me or whatever like that to me is like me time especially if it's not sponsored it doesn't have any work involved you know like that is really me time but I do think like you know one thing that I'm really trying to get good at is like when I am out with friends or family like turning my phone off because like you know like physically turn it off or like put it away you know because it's like I don't think I've ever turned this off in the like 
I, I got this iPhone 13 mm-hmm. maybe a year or two ago. I don't think I've ever actually turned it off. Mm. And I and think, I think like my, my friends, yeah. my friends and family try to hold me accountable, right. but I will admit I am full on addicted. Yes. No, and I I am too. And the thing is, like, I'm not saying, like, it's very hard for me to take days off because I just can't do that. I have to, like, I don't have time and I wouldn't be able to do all the stuff I do, like, be in school and work these jobs if I didn't, like, work every single day. Every day, yeah. But the thing is, like, if I'm meeting a friend for brunch for an hour, like, I'm going to try as best, best as I can to not go on my phone during that time, you know? Yeah. And stuff like that. And I think that it's hard because like our jobs are our phones which is like you know it's all on there um but I think it is kind of important to and I'm not saying like I do this perfectly I as I said I'm really working on this but I think it's important to kind of set those boundaries because like it can like social media is so draining in ways we don't even understand so it's it's important to set those boundaries for sure and have those people in our lives that hold us accountable kind of slap our wrist every time we pick up our phone again because honestly thank god for them you know like i i will admit i do really miss the days pre-social media Mm. i am so glad i didn't grow up with it Mm. because i was a freaking goof like i used to do lots of dumb shit and Mm. i'm just so glad that there was nobody around to film it right i filmed all of it and put it all on the internet But you, like, you strike I, me as, like, a good girl. And I, I was just, like, I was fair a good enough. girl, too. I was, an, I was yeah. actually a real nerd. Like, I was a real nerd. Um, but I don't know, like, everybody's so quick to cancel people. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like I had really bad acne when I was younger. And people used to make fun of me to my face. Mm-hmm. I couldn't imagine those kids making fun of me online. You know, and I think I can kind of comment to that because I grew up in a way on the internet. Like, I started YouTube when I was 13. And honestly, That was my, like, indirect way of asking you. Yeah, (laughs) no, for sure. Um, I'm like, let me comment on it anyways. So, um, I think, honestly, it gave me this confidence that I am super grateful for because it really taught me to not give a fuck about what other people think about me because I feel like you are so much more confident than I was at your age I was so like anything would just make me crumble like a house mm-hmm. of cards you know and the thing is yeah I, something I wanted to ask you just quickly mm-hmm. I'm sorry to interrupt you is, no go you know, for it. I would get teased I felt like people were very ruthless when I was younger with mm-hmm. my acne mm-hmm. and people would tease me to my face like mm-hmm. call me zit nose cyclops when I was in grade nine I got a cystic acne zit mm. like I, my acne was always I had like tiny little zits all over my forehead mm-hmm. horrible acne along here mm-hmm. which is right typical for here. women yeah yeah because that's typically hormonal driven yeah Right. So I remember one of those little zits on my forehead mm-hmm. got enormous and literally mm-hmm. like was just the size here. Mm-hmm. And Lavinia, for my entire ninth grade year, people called me Cyclops because like it was cystic acne, right? Yeah. So it took like a month oh, for of it course, to yeah. go away. And then the scarring. And then and, took yeah. the year for the scarring to yeah. go away. And so they called me Cyclops for a year. Oh, I'm sorry And then that. unibrow because like it actually looked like a giant round mm. eye. And then as it faded, it just connected my two eyebrows. Two eyebrows, yeah. 
and like they they would just they were ruthless about it and i would cry in the bathroom mm-hmm. sorry i just got a little choked up there oh, like oh no it's okay that. like, that's um, horrible kids are so mean harsh. they were so mean but the point of all of this and i love my mom and dad i don't want to slag them on mm-hmm. a public, public platform but they wouldn't make fun of me but i would be made fun of all day in high school mm-hmm. and then come home and my mom's like i can tell you didn't wash your face today which mm-hmm. was untrue or my dad's like why don't you just use rubbing alcohol over mm-hmm. your face your acne looks terrible right and it was like there was no escape there was no respite mm-hmm. from the awful insults that i was yeah. getting both at home and the like refusal to understand mm-hmm. my plight mm-hmm. of an acne ridden teenager at home yeah i totally so get that. it was just like really hard like like how did you deal with this mm-hmm. uh your mom sounds like she was awesome that she's awesome and was really like my mom was great too and would buy me like all sorts of stuff to clear my acne mm-hmm. but you know she was a black caribbean mom and she's like you're eating chocolate again it's you're gonna get horrible pimples <laughs> Or like serves you right. I saw you eat two slices of apple pie. It's obviously it's going to show. Obviously, your face. Right. yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. The typical comments, yeah, yeah. So I mean, I love my mom. She's awesome, but she's also, um, and it's funny because she always says she's like, I'm so sorry. Like you were like you were just young creating these videos, and your I was mom critiquing them. To you? Well, <laughs> well, sometimes, but like it's like because every video I'd post, it like she like analyze it and be like oh like why was your room messy here like why did you do your makeup like this and even to this day you know she's my biggest critic but like my biggest fan at the same time so I love her for that but and she always claps claps back at the haters and I always have to tell her stop because she like she like will (laughs) shred people (laughs) but uh it's funny because people don't know she's my mom people have no idea like because her uh profile is very like hidden you don't know who she is but it's just funny because i love that for her yeah um and sometimes my brother too he gets defensive there too but uh, definitely it was a learning and a learning curve for my parents because i had to with my family very much so i had to tell them like you commenting about this really affects me and it really hurts me. I don't care. And it got to the point, like, I don't care what someone says to me on the internet. I get called pizza face every single day. I get called ugly. I get all these comments. I do not care because those people don't know me. And I honestly, if you're like, if you can say that like online to a stranger, like, I do not care about your opinion truly but it's the people that are close to you in your life that you are surrounded by every day that those are the comments that hurt and I know that they were coming from a place of love like my dad said once to me like what happened to your face I got a really bad breakout once because I was super stressed and he said what happened to your face are you okay and that like triggered me because it's like I know I'm breaking out you know like I know I, it's on my face you don't have to point it out yeah, yeah and it was like the throbbing acting like even if I didn't look in the mirror I know it's there because it's like you know and I, I talked to my dad about it and I'm like listen like I know you know I know it's coming from a place of like you just care right like you're just like you see me with this and you're like what happened you know but I'm like I need you just to like not point it out you know and not comment on it it's different if i like i come to you and ask like hey dad do you know any like acne solutions whatever but it's like different you know like and if that's the case then i'd love to hear your opinion but if i'm not like i would really respect if you like don't 
comment about this and you know i had to have these conversations quite a few times or tell them like it's not the makeup that's breaking me out it's not that i do skincare that's breaking me out like this it's is not a the deeper Snickers issue bar that no. i had an hour ago yeah that caused this it, yeah. exactly that's been here for a month like you know yeah. so it's it's just having those conversations and i'm not saying they worked right away but just kind of instilling that education and that's kind of what i try to do through my platforms as well is like spreading that education behind like it's not like that I don't wash my face or like people always tell me like drink more water. It's like, no, like that's not how it works, you know? So it's definitely, I, I try to kind of, I want to hit people sometimes. I know. Right. I just like try I'm to hit it with person. like, right. But like sometimes, <laughs> um, oh my God. I, I just try to go at it with like, honestly, like a educational standpoint because, and also one thing that I really have tried to learn and what helps me kind of keep this confidence and not let people's comments get to me whether they're strangers online or people in my life um like is that person is not in your shoes they don't know your full story even if they are close to you they don't know exactly how you're feeling and at the end of the day their comment might have taken them they probably put two seconds of thought 30 seconds of thought into saying that comment right so why let that 30 seconds of energy that they put into you why let that affect you all day long and why are you putting your whole day of energy into that comment that took them 30 seconds so if it took them 30 seconds to say that about you let yourself you know let yourself feel like let yourself feel hurt if that comment hurt you put a time limit on yeah but give them the energy that they give you you know and like after that just like let it go and it's easier said than done (laughs) this is why i love you i will tell anybody this i meet (laughs) countless people influencers Mm -hmm. who are older than you who are just so devoid of (laughs) brains just i just feel like I am so glad I met you. You are literally a wise old soul. And I, I just, uh, that, that what you said just really resonated with mm-hmm. me because I am extremely sensitive. Mm-hmm. Me too. Bobby, I'm very had, sensitive. Yeah, Anything makes me cry. Girl, I cry every day. I'm a proud <laughs> wailer. Like, I, yeah. I, I honestly. I'm a proud like, crier. Honestly, like. It's terrible. I'm a yeah. <laughs> the littlest like, thing I, sets I, me I, off. Yeah. <laughs> I swear to God, like, I can't even watch. Like, I am that girl. I can't even... There's some commercials I can't even watch. We just have feelings. We're just... Yes. We're just feelers. I was watching some Super Bowl commercial. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> but I just... I just am so sensitive. Like, I am so sensitive. I went mm-hmm. through a really tough period two years ago. And, you know, like, online trolls mm-hmm. were awful. And I just feel like I still remember some of those comments and the only time I put down actually my phone, mm-hmm. the only time I don't look at my phone, the only time my phone is not like surgically like, attached, to to my hand, <laughs> yeah. attached to my hand is first thing in the morning when I wake up mm-hmm. and last thing at night, mm-hmm. because I, I don't know about you, but that's when I get the troll comments it's like people relaxing in bed mm-hmm. and they're scrolling and they're like, you've got a big nose. It's like, or I thanks. hope your husband dumps you because you don't have kids. You're clearly infertile. Mm-hmm. Like, you know like what someone said to awful. me the other day? Someone said that they would rather die than look like me. I'm like, calm down. Oh, it's okay. I'm I like, that sorry. is dramatic. This This person has not seen a person die. I have. I have like my... Like, I'm like, what a stupid thing to say. 
it's it's not stupid it's evil and cruel like i watched my father-in-law pass away from pancreatic cancer and i would never wish death on anyone no and i would never ever in a million years say i would rather die than do that no it's it's such a loaded well and and based on appearance like what because i have some acne in my face calm down i really hope i really really hope that like that person if they ever experience like acne or some alteration to their like appearance that they like find the strength to get through that because like that is like it says a lot about that yeah and and not just like oh that person's a jerk that person's an asshole like that person's insecure yes they rely a lot on their appearance yeah uh, my tiktok i talk a lot obviously about being 45 and not Mm -hmm. having kids and and people tell me the most awful things like I you see your clearly, comments. It's crazy. It's it's crazy. Like, I don't look at my comments. This is something that me, like, I consider Jamie a close friend. And I don't know if you've ever looked at her comments. I have I sometimes, really and it's I, like... Yes. I really, I'm really frank with Jamie. And uh, I, 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 I was really frank with Jamie. Mm-hmm. And I like all of her stuff. Like, mm-hmm. physically like it. Mm-hmm. But I don't leave comments because when I actually open up the comment section to leave a comment, I see people who are like, you're disgusting. Yeah. Um, I hope you die, blah, blah, blah. And it, I cried because she had a TikTok go viral and the things people were saying to her, I cried. Yeah, it's And I disgusting. just feel like, yes, I did. I can't remember what post it was. I was a reel, like one of my first reels that went viral. Mm-hmm. It was... Um, I'm like I was like 42 at the time I was like oh I'm 42 and I'm proud Mm -hmm. and it was like just me diving into a pool doing fun things like a helicopter Mm -hmm. ride and people were saying literally the same thing like you're an old dried up bitch um oh you're proud you're in your 40s you're pathetic like people are so mean and I'm just like I know that you're 22 right now, but you're going to be in my willing, shoes one day. Yeah. You will be 45 one day. You yeah. will be 45. And I hope you're living life. your life to the fullest. Like, and I hope you're living your life yeah. to the fullest. I hope you don't get killed crossing the street or get some awful disease. Yeah. Like, I don't know about you. You seem like a very kind, awesome person, but thank you. It you would do never too. occur to me. Thank you. It would never occur to me to say, I'd rather die than have acne. I just I'd found never, it like I'd, such I'd, a. I would never want to be you. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, and you're not me. Yeah, you're not me. I'm better than you. Like, because <laughs> I'm nicer than you. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I, I'm not troll. That's another thing. I really hate trolls. Like, yes, I really hate online trolls. I really cannot believe that you took ten minutes out of your day, five minutes, a minute out of your day, to tell me to go back to Africa. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but make sure that. yeah but make sure you don't give them more than a minute of your time and your energy I try not to but i'm yeah. human right like yeah i know what, this i know is what i'm saying I, i'm super sensitive and my husband tells me all the time put a time limit on feeling mm. bad that's his, that's where i got yeah, the expression exactly I, just, I love that I just, put a time limit on feeling bad i love that sometimes i can't like it's sometimes, hard like i i remember it was youtube remember youtube used to be a cesspool i think it's a bit better it still is it was like i find youtube and tiktok are the worst troll comments Um, yeah my youtube shorts are kind of nasty in terms of the comments oh my god my youtube shorts oh my gosh okay case in point and this really stuck with me it really hurt my feelings um 
I bought this dress. I was working with Aritzia at the time, mm-hmm. and Aritzia sent me this dress. It was like a purple fuzzy dress. Mm. It was like made of like, it looked like purple, like cotton candy. Okay. And um, I, there was a part in the reel, part in the YouTube short where I go, I put on pearls. I love pearl jewelry. Oh, I love pearl pearls jewelry, too. Why? Pearl jewelry hasn't really been in in a long time. Right. I don't care what anybody says. Like it was trending a bit with like pearl bras and pearl yes, underwear yes, 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 yes. and like the hair clips and nobody... stuff. Yeah, exactly. But like not the jewelry, not mm-hmm. the classic traditional jewelry. I love jewelry. it. I love it so much. So when I was thirty, I went and bought myself a pair of eight millimeter Akoya pearls. So they're like huge. They're mm-hmm. big. They're like, they're really, really not that big, but they're big. <laughs> yeah. like the size of a nickel. Yeah. And uh, they cost me thousands of dollars. Right. And they're a treasured piece. So I didn't know what to wear with this weird dress that looked like purple cotton candy. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to just wear the simple Throw pearls. Throw my pearls. Yeah. So I put them in and in the reel, I go, dear God, please let pearl jewelry come back in fashion again. Amen. <laughs> and that's how I sound. I yeah. sound like a white girl. Right, because mm. of where I grew up and the mm-hmm. schools I went to, mm-hmm. and the fact that I actually I was born in England, so I have a bit of that inflection. Mm-hmm. And so, all of the comments were like, "She's whitewashed. She's an Oreo." Um, every oh, the the comment that hurt the most was, "Everything about this woman says that she shuns the black community and only wants to be with white men." and have white girlfriends and that just hurt my feelings so oh my much. gosh well when people will... assume they know your whole life like yeah. off one five second clip they're like i know your whole life story and i know every intention you have in the world like yeah no, i'm gonna no, call you, you every nasty name in the book yeah. because of this five second youtube short yeah like come it on really, it really hurt my feelings because like I'm every sorry negative contact every negative comment mm-hmm. was from a black person as well that's what I don't understand. It's always the people like, or like that all fine like people. Yeah, or people like in my comments, they'll have like spread positivity in their bio or like Jesus loves everyone. I'm like, girl, like, w- what are you doing out here? You know, like it's it's yeah. embarrassing. It's embarrassing yeah. that you leave this. And then I go to your like account, you know, and like you're uh, so spreading that- this message. I'm so glad you brought that up because um, I have, I just TikToked about, me going to this um, award ceremony mm-hmm. over the weekend and one of my biggest trolls was there and this like this isn't like um you're ugly you have a big nose right oh you have lots of zits she would write to brands i worked with and be like don't work with her oh my gosh he was harassing my super hater family. she's a obsessed with you hater. she's obsessed with me she would watch everything i did yes everything i did she would copy my reels right down to the caption we found my it was my bestie who found a reel she did so i was wearing a gold dress mm-hmm. it was like a copper colored dress and i was just like i talk a lot about mm-hmm. boosting your self-confidence right on instagram a lot and so um i'm wearing this copper dress and i'm spinning around and like on it i was just talking about ways to boost your confidence mm-hmm. and how women could support each other she went out wore a suit of the same color of course and did the same thing like spinning mm-hmm. around and copied my caption word for word copied my caption that's weird 
it's like, weird. The rest of the stuff I could forgive. The rest of the stuff I could be like, oh, maybe she just found an outfit. Maybe she has an outfit just yeah. like mine. Maybe what she, a coincidence. Like, yeah. Videos. Whatever. Maybe she got inspired. But, whatever. Yeah. But the caption, the caption. Red flag. Right. So but Don, the fact that she, is... she loved you, like the fact that she loves you so much, but yeah. like in like in spite, like you know, a, like it's it's yeah, this weird like obsession. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? It's this weird like obsessive behavior where you're like, yeah, it's it's She's insane. Envious. She wants to be me. Yes, so, she wants to be you exactly, exactly. Right. We were friends too for a long time. Interesting. <clears throat> and I had no idea she didn't like me. Mm. So sure enough, um, there she's like she would write to brands, tell them not to work with mm-hmm. me, harass my friends. She was harassing my manager so hard. Mm-hmm. Like my manager, she she contacted my manager because she wanted my manager to manage her. My manager wouldn't take her on because all PR companies and brands have the technology now to tell if your infl- your um, following is fake. Yes. So my my manager knew that about her, mm-hmm. so she said turned her down. So she found her boss and complained to her and complained about me. Like, oh, she's going to represent mm. Dominique Baker, who's like this horrible person. Right. But she won't, in, blah, blah, blah. So she came out of the washroom stall at the awards ceremony. We we're both in the bathroom. And it was just such a cathartic moment because I confronted her. And mm. nobody ever does that with a troll, right? Like, you mm-hmm. never meet your trolls. And I was like, I know, like, I know what you've been doing. Yeah. I have yeah. all the receipts. Yeah. And she just shrunk. It was just so cathartic. It was like, oh my gosh! Like I feel like all of us creators sort of dream about this, confronting our yeah, 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 yeah. and telling them, oh, and you don't got do to that, do it. Mean. Yeah, and I yeah. actually got to do it. And it was I love like, that. therapeutic. <laughs> I love that. Well, I you know now that we've been talking about hate comments for a bit, I do want to end like on a positive note, and I want to ask you. I think you know what I'm going to ask you. What is something you love about your skin or your body or whatever it is about yourself this week or today or whatever it is. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um, I have to say, I really like my skin tone. Um, and, and this isn't like a, like black power thing, <laughs> but I just, I really like the color of my skin. I feel like it masks a multitude of sins. Like when I tan in the summer, when mm. I'm in the sun and I get darker, you don't see anything. You don't see any of the marks or the little mm-hmm. scars or whatever. I really do love that. It's like nature's and foundation. Nature's <laughs> foundation. And then secondly, and I God, I God, love my mother for this. Um, we have the exact same skin tone. It's glowy. Mm-hmm. No matter what we do, it always looks glowy. I chalk this up to being young. Yeah. But my mom is 71. Right. We both have that glow. Like the only makeup I have on. Thank you. I'm so grateful. Mm -hmm. Is just blush and concealer and some mascara. Oh my gosh, your skin is like amazing. It took me a long time, Lavinia, to get here. Like I don't have any pictures of me in my 20s, really, my early 20s and my teens Mm. and and preteens because my I was just. It wasn't like it is today. The skin yeah. positivity, acne positivity, everything. It wasn't out there. Yeah. Me. Yeah. I know. And so I just don't have any pictures of myself. So I'm just so glad that I have this glow now and it's even. Aww. But it took a long that. time and lots mm-hmm. of Accutane to get there. Yeah. Right. Takes time. Yeah. 
it's gonna take time well i love that dominique and honestly i think we could talk forever i think we need a part two for sure but thank you so much for coming on to loud talk hey any time and i think i need like a calgary pass like yes no you do please (laughs) i I need to see you you. i miss you already as well miss you already thank you so much for coming on to loud talk um to the viewers remember to always stay loud stay confident stay beautiful all of that and don't forget to always be loud and tell your truth in this crazy world thank you so much for listening to everyone you can check us out on spotify apple all streaming platforms and you can also check out miss dominique baker on all her socials i'll have her linked all in the description (laughs) you guys gotta check her content out and of course if you want to see the highlight portions of this pod check us out on instagram and tiktok all at loud talk with lavi but thank you again dominique for coming on the podcast um you were such a pleasure to have on yeah that's it for this episode (laughs) thank you oh my gosh thank you thank you so much well everyone that is all hope you have a great one remember tell yourself something you love about your skin today and you guys will hear me in the next pod bye everyone bye